Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. And welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. This is episode number 31, your Tech Coach Holiday Wishlist. Today, we're going to be talking to a roundtable of tech coaches all about their holiday wishlists, what they're looking for in EdTech, and what they hope to be a great 2019. Nick, how are you today? Doing good, Jeff. Uh, just wrapping up uh, some things with some teachers and some projects, getting ready for some a uh, little bit of downtime uh, and some <laughs> renovations in our districts where we're trying to uh, get into some more classrooms, flexible seating, and then hallway space is on our mind as well. So a little bit outside the box stuff. You know, and this is the time of year where everything is going crazy. Some tech coaches are busy. Some tech coaches are less busy. And it is the time where administration is taking the moment to ask the questions of, you know, really, what does school look like or what should school look like? We had a couple people last week listen to our show, episode 30, about really what to do during those holiday downtime. And, you know, Nick, I I love that. We had so much great support this year. Um, You know, of course, we started up our show in August and have been going absolutely crazy, dropping this podcast every single Monday. And we just want to just take a moment here on Christmas Eve to uh, to say thank you to everybody. Right, Nick? Right. Absolutely. Just uh, enjoyed our time and uh, the various podcasts that we put out and, and the topics that they've sent our way. But it is true that even though there's a lot of stuff going on in the tech coach world, many tech coaches this holiday season, well, Nick, they're still feeling a little left out. They're still feeling a little alone in in, in their position. Maybe they're, you know, the only tech coach in a district. Maybe they're the only tech coach in a county. Maybe they're a tech coach that, you know, maybe their other school is... 400 miles away. Nick, what can those tech coaches do if they're looking for a little bit of holiday cheer and uh, collaboration this year? Yeah, so, uh, you know, just uh, 2019, uh, mid-January, we're going to start up with our second cohort of our mastermind group uh, and just having an opportunity for tech coaches, uh, instructional coaches, PD personnel, uh, whatever your title is, uh, to collaborate, just a place that they can come together, share ideas um, and meet up, you know, about twice a month and just brainstorm and try to accomplish one goal by the time that they leave in their work with the other tech coaches. And you know, this past cohort, Nick, we had a lot of people. We had about almost uh, 10 or so tech coaches join us for that first cohort. And uh, I think every one of them had a chance to walk away accomplishing one of those goals. I know some of our tech coaches uh, completed their ed tech integration plan. Some of them completed their learning (coughs) management course. There's a lot of things. Nick, tell people what they actually will receive by joining our mastermind. Yeah, so joining up with the mastermind, we got a couple things we'll be giving away. Uh, they're definitely going to get, you know, the two video uh, collaborative meetings uh, a month. They're going to get an uh, eight-week online course about learning management systems. Just if you know, if you're in the market, because I know that's going around a lot. Uh, uh, what learning management should you decide on, and why? Uh, lesson plans, collaborative lesson plans, collaborative templates. Uh, just an environment where you're going to be able to build and grow uh, as a tech coach. Um, and then uh, a Facebook group that's uh, geared just toward tech coaches just to be able to stay in contact pretty much 24-7. Now, we've been talking on the podcast here lately about a $50 off coupon, but this is going to be the first uh, podcast I think we're going to announce. We're going to announce that we're doing a $100 <coughs> off our mastermind price. If you guys use the code TC100, you guys get a third of the price off the mastermind, and we would love to have you guys start this. Our mastermind, again, is going to be starting up in middle of January, running till about the middle of March or so. We would love to have you there. Go to teachercast.net slash ask the tech coach.
Twitch Mastermind. Use the coupon code TC100 to get 33% off or $100 off your purchase. And of course, Nick, as we look towards the new year, we want to bring on some tech coaches who have been friends to our show. I want to introduce our first member of our roundtable. She is the lovely and talented and, and amazing Carrie Hawk herself, Miss Carrie Gallagher. Carrie, how are you today? I'm great. How are you, Jeff? Thank you so much for being here. Um, for those who don't know Carrie, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You are a, uh, a world traveler now, aren't you? <laughs> uh, I try. I try to make sure I'm home enough that my children remember me, though. Um, so I'm the uh, assistant principal for teaching and learning at a school called St. John's Prep in Danvers, Massachusetts, which serves students grades 6 through 12. Um, I'm also the director of K-12 education for ConnectSafely.org, an internet safety nonprofit out of Palo Alto, California. Um, and I do a few other things here and there, but those are my two main roles. I really like traveling to conferences and districts and working with students and teachers and parents on <clears throat> lots of different things. Um, tech coaching is a part of it, and it's an important piece that makes the rest of it work really well. Thank you so much for being here. Also returning, I want to bring from the great uh, area of St. Louis, Miss Sadie. <laughs> Sadie, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us yeah. a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm the Instructional Innovation Specialist in the Melville School District, which is in um, just outside of St. Louis. Uh, I do a lot of the professional development for our district. Um, I have about 750 teachers that I, um, I try to reach uh, through professional development and um, just supports, coaching, uh, going to classes and co-teaching. Um, it's really fun. I love it. Um, and then I also um, am on the leadership team for a local education nonprofit, Connected Learning, here in St. Louis. And of course, we're looking forward to uh, to meeting each other. We were saying about this at the uh, before yeah. the show starting. We're going to be catching up at uh, FETC this year. Yeah, I'm super super excited about it. I'm going to make a whole whole you know week or weekend of it, I guess, or a couple days of it. It's going to be it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I am looking forward to uh, seeing Sadie in Florida because uh, after all, it is a small world, isn't it? Yeah. That was, uh, that's that's how the show's going to start, everybody. And I want to bring on from the great state of Texas. You hear him in the background. Claudio, how are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing okay, <laughs> despite that one. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in Texas. I, I bet it's not 16 degrees in the morning. No, it's been a little, I mean, for, for here, I guess, you know, 35. It's, it's chilly here, but I know that's nothing compared to up north. Um, but everything's going well. Um, I'm at a school district in uh, Duncanville, instructional tech coordinator, so I'm working with the uh, Teacher specialists, teachers, uh, administrators helping integrate technology. And uh, I'm also at different conferences as well, sharing uh, about creativity. And uh, like Carrie said, I'm, I'm, I'm an Instagrammer myself, so <laughs> I'm sharing a lot of content on there. And I, I, I want to say, too, is that I hope to see you there. I, I think I'm going to be there for two days at FETC, so nice. we'll, we'll hopefully get to meet some of you. We are looking to take this podcast on the road. You know, Nick and I are both going to be down at, at, at Florida for FETC. We're going to be you know, at ISTE in Philadelphia. We want to meet you guys out there. Uh, you know, Nick, we recently did a, uh, a 2018 <coughs> listener poll. We had over 400 people respond to that, which was amazing. Thank you, guys. And we realized that about 30% of our audience considers themselves to be tech coaches. 
which is which is a really really cool population to be talking about. And if you guys are looking to be on the show or, or you know looking for for anything tech coach related, we want to hear from you guys. Find us over on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. That's at Ask the Tech Coach. Or of course, you can always find us on our other channels. You can of course leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net/slash/voicemail. Or of course, you can email us over at feedback at TeacherCast.net. We want to hear from you. And of course, we love it when you check out all of the archives of our podcast at AskTheTechCoach.com. Now we have a lot of topics that we're going to be talking about. Things that we're hoping to do in 2019. Things we're looking forward to. But I'm going to start the show off by throwing a curveball, guys. What were you excited? about or what what was exciting in 2018 as we as we wrap up this year you know this school year last year conference season Carrie what excited you about 2018 was there a, a, a feature that came out was there an app that came out was there a conference what was memorable over in the last 12 months for you um, if I want to think about the ability um, of my students to share their learning, I think the the suite of tools that was definitely my favorite to use with teachers has and that excited them at its ease of use and yet the high quality of the product that it allowed students to create. It's the, it's the Adobe Spark suite of tools. It's for sure. Um, and the fact that they made it available to students under 13 as a result of some changes to the platform that districts can adopt adopt has been um, a game changer for us at my school. Um, finding that um, more and more students are feeling and teachers are feeling empowered to develop projects for students to do where they're doing some really traditional tasks like research and citation and writing, but they're able to mix that in with some more creative media um, that they can then share beyond their classroom. And so we're having more opportunities for students to publish their work to the broader community, to other students. Um, and I, I just think it's it's been really a phenomenal tool that, you know, there's always been ways for students to publish their work online, but oftentimes the learning curve with how to use the back end of those tools has been just as difficult as learning the content. <clears throat> and when the tools can be so simple that they get out of the way and the students can really focus on learning the content, that is the sweet spot right there. So that's something, that's a particular tool that I thought has been great this past year. You know, I, I got to echo that because I, I think the Spark tools are absolutely great. And, and you know, you're saying how easy it is for the students I, I'm, I'm gonna go on a side note on that and go how easy is it for the administrators I was recently working with a, with a assistant principal who said how do I make a great looking video and I said use spark <laughs> now now Claudia you're, you're not a, a stranger to Adobe right like what do you think about the spark apps I am it's they are incredible they are I love sharing Adobe spark tools um, everywhere I go um, in my district. And I think it's just, it's such an easy, easy tool to use that really anybody can. You don't have to have a, a graphic design background. Um, my brother and I both studied graphic design, so got a background in it. But you don't even have, anybody can use those tools um, from K up to college level. I think that's, they offered it for free to them as well. Um, and what you produce is high quality content that you can actually put in a magazine. I know a lot of companies that are not in education actually pay for those uh, features that are in Adobe Spark to to promote their companies and in Facebook and Twitter and all social media. So having that ability for schools to be able to create content that looks clean and looks professional and that could also share their voice and their identity. That's one of the things I like about it. Is you can brand your content and, and students can 
create their own identity too as well and, and create their own logos and then drop them on their content that they uh, create. Now, Sadie, did you have a memorable moment of 2018? Um, actually, right before, when, as Carrie was starting to talk, I was thinking Adobe Spark would be, you know, probably, or well, the Adobe, you know, tools, um, because they are, they're so intuitive and they're easy for the kiddos to use and figure out how to use. And they, like you said, they don't get in the way and they're, they really make um, basic graphic design, I guess, because it's, you know, base, I guess the basics of graphic design really accessible to kids and to teachers without having to, um, to know all the, 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 you know, the, you know, publisher and things like that, or not publisher, um, illustrator and Photoshop and all of that. Um, but I mean, for me, just totally personally, I think my big memorable moment was, um, going out to Google for the Google innovator this year. Cause that really sparked so many other things for me that it, it sent me in all these different directions. So for me personally, that was my big, um, big moment of 2018. Now, now, Nick, you and I have been talking a lot about some of the things that have happened over the last couple of months. Is there anything that stands out for you that's uh, memorable? I know you guys had like an ed camp over the summertime. You've been pretty busy with a lot of things. Yeah, I think, you know, with me, uh, it's just getting teachers to think about, you know, using tools for some different purposes. And, and for me, obviously, it's on the PD end and uh, just really bringing in uh, elements of gamification and how anything that I do, I'm, I'm sort of modeling what, you know, effective blended learning and personalized learning and all those things are and how each of them is, you know, DI, how they're all just pieces of, of a lot of the same stuff as far as teaching goes. And, and I think for me, just seeing my teachers get excited about PD, you know, uh, right now I'm doing a you know, 12 days of tech innovation. And the whole idea is just to get them excited about the things they didn't know they could do with tech, um, but how it's just seamless, you know, just seamlessly integrated little things that, that I want them to try. And, and they're engaged in it. You know, I've got, uh, I think, close to 100 some odd teachers that are taking part in this event. And then that's what's exciting for me. Now, I remember, you know, there's a lot of great things that happened for us this year. Of course, you know, ISTE was fantastic getting to go out and not only joining the the Lego education uh, creative educator team and going out and interviewing Microsoft. I remember being at the Microsoft booth doing some interviews, and that's where I got a chance to get Flipgrid fever. How many of you guys have, have gotten Flipgrid fever this year? Everyone's smiling. Everyone's shaking yeah. their head. And, 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 and that, for me, was one of those, those like magical moments because – for the first time yeah. they were announcing, it was really right around that area, they were Flipgrid, <laughs> there you go, Claudio, um, that Flipgrid was free for everybody. And that was a huge announcement that not only did Flipgrid join the Microsoft team, but it's now free for all Microsoft users, Apple users, Google, everybody out there. And, and that kind of got me thinking, like, look, if we could take an app and add to it or add a feature to it or, or anything like that, like maybe there's something that's bothering you about a specific app and a, you know, for instance, I'll, I'll give you the example. You know, for me, I love Google Slides. Who doesn't love Google Slides? But I always thought it was weird that in a Google Slide, you can go to insert image and you can insert an image from Google Photos. But if you go to insert video, you can't insert a video from Google Photos. And I'm sitting there going, why is that the case? And much like the other side, why in Google Forms can you add a video from YouTube, but you can't add a video from your drive or from Google Photos? Claudia, you're, 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 you're shaking your head here. I'm sure you've got a couple good ones. If you could, if you, could uh, you know, play the almighty here and, and, and morph some things or change things around or add a feature onto your favorite something, 
what would you be? Well, what's on your mind here, my friend? I think I think I, and I just added this at the very like I added the note. Um, one of the things that, um, like for example, when we're trying to jump onto the uh, to the meeting here was it wouldn't open up on my Safari browser, so I had to go to my Chrome browser. And so I wish I just one of my wishes that I, that would happen is that if Google, Apple, Microsoft, and I know they're all separate companies, but you know somehow guys work together. For the for the for the benefit of everyone, well, I was like, I, think I want it to work. But Microsoft's listening, right? Like Microsoft is now going Chromium. They're, that's already, true. They yeah. already announced that they're going to be using Chromium. Like, wow, right? Like that's yeah. that's really really big news. Huge, yeah. That and that. So that's a that's a great step in the in the right direction. I think. Yeah. Nick, um, what do you think? And is there anything that you're like? I wish. I wish something had something. Um, well, you know, the update to Google Keep threw me off and uh, the white on white uh, sticky notes and background. (laughs) And so I kind of wish we had more visual, uh, more visualization options as far as that. Um, You know, we integrated some Jamboards in our district. And I'll tell you, the the one gripe that I always had and people this throws people off if they don't know about the Jamboards is you can't bring in stuff from your Google Drive on the Jamboard itself. Mm. Like while you're at the Jamboard, you have to be using the Jamboard app. And that to me was a big hurdle with teachers. And I guess, you know, Google's thinking, which is great, is, you know, well, what if you leave the board and, and your stuff is up? You know, it's at, it's on the Jamboard and anyone now can open up your drive and delete and access those files. But, you know, for a teacher to say, OK, I'm at the board, I just wish I could open and access everything from my drive. And that's not feasible uh, that then they have to you know bring in their phone or an iPad or something like that in order to do it. So I guess for me, that would be the, the biggest number one piece I'd love, love to see. Kerry, what about you? You, you? you have a chance to, to see a lot and do a lot, and you know you wear many hats at your school. If you were, if you were the, the puppeteer, the magician, and you could snap your fingers and make something happen, if you had your ed tech infinity gauntlet. You know, the way Claudia was talking about the integration of the, the big, you know, the big guns and whether they, I, I, there's certain tools that I think each of those companies do really well. So I really like Office 365's OneNote. I think it's incredibly powerful, the amount of different types of media that you can integrate, the choice to either share something or not share something, and the co-editing features are awesome. Um, it, it's almost like I, I wish it would talk to my Google Drive where I already have a lot that exists so that it wouldn't have to be so much downloading and uploading. And um, <clears throat> we're for, I'm fortunate enough that my school is both a G Suite school and an Office 365 school. And you'd think that that sounds awesome, but it actually can make things really complicated, unfortunately. So we have access to all these powerful tools, but you really can't use all of the tools with all of the kids because that gets to be too much for the kids and their parents. Um, But how does that work, right? You you are the, you know, many hats, right? You are APD tech trainer, but when it comes time to teach certain things, you said your district uses both Google and Microsoft. How, you know, do you have a plan that says all teachers must be using OneDrive, but I want them to do it with a Google Doc or how... What's the focus when it comes to how how should a classroom look and act? <laughs> so that's why we adopted an LMS. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so we um, and this is actually the year as you let off initially with I wear many hats. Um, 
as the assistant principal of teaching and learning, one of my job is to is to lead our technology program from the academic side, right? Not from the, the tech IT side, but the academic side. And so I'm leading the rollout of our new LMS and we decided to adopt Canvas. So nice. Canvas hmm. integrates well with both Office 365 and G Suite. We're really focusing on the G Suite integration right now in our initial rollout, but I anticipate as we move forward, we'll have our um, our Microsoft junkies will start to to dig into that the other side. I think we're definitely more a dominant um, Google school just because that integration happened to happen first for us. Um, but yeah, I think if you can find an LMS that integrates with all the systems so that it still is a one-stop shop to access the tools, that is where the magic sauce Ooh. is. And I think that you're going to see a lot of 2019 being those integrations. So many APIs are opening up. I know recently I, I, I caught you know five or six YouTube videos from Microsoft saying that, hey, now you know OneNote now collaborates with all these different things. And, and I think we're going to be seeing a lot of that. I mean, even this week, um, there was a YouTube video that says Google Drive and G Suite for business users can now integrate with Box, which is like a Dropbox competitor. But now you can start to do all these different things back and forth. I, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of that. Sadie, I, I, we didn't get a chance to, to hear from you. Like, what, 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 if you had to snap your EdTech Infinity Gauntlet and make something happen, what would it be? Um, if I could just snap my fingers and all of these new awesome tools that come out, or even some of the old ones, could just update all of their terms of service and, and make everything compliant and and safe for kids to use and safe for kids to log into, and we could just we could explore and use all these things. That would be like my my dream situation is that just everything was safe for kids to use. Um, and because you know, I mean, it is it's a it's a full time job just keeping up with with all of that, with all of the data privacy side of it. And um, I'm glad that I'm lucky that it's not my full-time job. It's just kind of kind of part of what I'm under. And um, that would be my, my if I could snap my fingers, that's what I would do. But I would also like it, this is a small thing. If my Google Calendar app, because I live my life in Google Calendar, <laughs> if whenever it pops up to tell me I have like an event or something, I could hit snooze and like make it pop up again because I know that you can set up multiple notifications, but like, I don't want to do that. I just want to hit snooze and then it reminds me again in 10 minutes or whatever. So that would be an addition. I would love, like, I would love to have that. You know, I, I, I was <laughs> coming up, I, I was talking with an, an ed tech entrepreneur friend a couple of weeks ago and said, wouldn't it be cool if there was one repository where you put in your presentations and then the conference picks from that? And then you get a chance to go as opposed to putting in your FETC proposal, your ISTE proposal, your Q proposal. And they're all similar, but that's a lot of work to do all those different things. I know this is first. So one. like a common application, but a like for college. common application, right. <laughs> there wow. you go. Without, without the fee, of course. On that. Right. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. You heard it here first. If anybody wants to, askthetechcoach.com. You can certainly find us. Um, so from from moving from things that we want to see to things that we might want to have this this topic here actually popped up on our on our recent mastermind meeting where we said you know what is the one app that you either can't live without or that you you wouldn't mind paying for or you could pay for if you want to now now Nick you had just kind of you know hissed and moaned at Google Keep but I know that you really do <laughs> like having Google Keep around. 
I, I do. That's my number one uh, app of choice. You know what it is? I just uh, always on the go. And to me, it just seems it's such an easy tool to use. Um, and I love the fact that you can, cl- you know, co- collaborate and share those uh, those keep notes out and whatnot. So integrate photos and things like that and, and drawings to, to Google Drawings inside. So, yeah, that's, you know, it's one of my favorites. Um, and an app I obviously can't live without. Um, you know, we do a lot in our district uh, LMS wise and, and integrating the ability to integrate all the other, you know, Ed puzzles and flip grids and uh, thing links inside of that. So, you know, using an LMS for that purpose as well, definitely two apps I, I would never be able to deal with uh, without. Now, Claudia, you've got some, some interesting ideas here of things that you'd like. You wanted to do a voice controlled photo editing app. <laughs> that, that's a, a wish. So I do a lot of, fo- I take a lot of photos and I do a lot of editing and i I, there's a lot that um, that I'll go through an app and process it and look at it, but I wish it was a way. It's like, hey, give me some more lighten the sh- lighten, give me some more shade, lighten it up, and it just like does it for you. And, but you're telling it what to do. Like, give me a more more greenish tint to it. Give me a little more exposure. I mean, that would just that would just be like, wow. Do you see us getting there? Probably at some point. I think I think it will. Um, I mean, they're they're going to have Photoshop on. They're going to have a full blown Photoshop on an iPad coming up in 2019. I mean, we're it's going we're going to get there at some point. And, and you you're also looking for a student version of Pinterest. Didn't we already have one of those? I don't know. So the reason I I put that up is like um, we had a teacher wanted the students to uh, create some pin boards for their kind of career class, and um, it's blocked in our district because some of the content that comes up. Um, they did some searches and well, we got to block it. We can't. If we open it for them, it's going to be open up for the little ones. So, if there was, uh, if there was, I don't know if they Pinterest. If you're listening, Pinterest, maybe we make like a, like a. I mean, didn't education we had, had part of it? Right. Uh, what'd you say? We we had Edu Clipper. Oh, I see. Having and then and then that, that was kind of sold off, and it, it recently just sprung its head back, but. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Something, something to that effect for, for it's a, a safer environment, kind of like what Sadie was saying, snap fingers, it, it, like a safe environment uh, of, of resources like that. Now, now, the last one here you said is you, you're looking for a streaming tool for social media platforms. What are, you, what are you looking for there, my friend? Well, there are so many different tools, but some of them are like, okay, we'll, it'll go to YouTube. Some This one will only do to Periscope. This one will only do to uh, IGTV or whatever. Make it the one tool that can do it for all. Um, it's a wish. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to throw a couple suggestions down here. Okay. I, I'm a. I'm a. It's it's not cheap, but a paid subscriber of CoSchedule. Okay. Which is fantastic. Then that plugs right into WordPress, or you can go to the you know CoSchedule.com, and that that sets everything up on autopilot. But I found a much cheaper version called. Promo Republic, P-R-O-M-O Republic. Um, I, I just purchased this. It was very, very inexpensive. Um, I, I, I like using AppSumo because they'll give you like $50 and you get like a lifetime membership of these different things. Um, so like for 49 bucks, you got a lifetime membership for this and it gives you all your social media stuff. Hmm. Check that out. Carrie, what are you looking forward to in, in 2019? What's the one thing that you couldn't live without? You're looking for uh, some, some kind of Connect safety guides? 
So, no, I mean, so these are guides that I've already co-authored. I just wish that um, there was a better way for me to share them with people. I think that they're um, really, I, I authored them cause I, cause I thought that they would be helpful. Like as, as, um, Sadie was talking about the data privacy thing, I think it's an issue that is really intimidating for your average classroom teacher and is even a reason to not try to use a new tech tool for many people. Cause they're just afraid of the liability or what might happen or that, you know, a tech coach may be like, you're doing what with who? And they'll get in trouble. Um, and it really, it, it can be broken down into manageable chunks of information so that your average teacher can feel more confident with it. So that's why the data privacy guide is out there. Um, we're, you know, we're talking about the Adobe Spark suite for students. And, you know, thankfully within that suite, there's a search tool that specifically makes sure it only targets um, Creative Commons licensed content so that any images that are pulled from um, online to be used within a design in Spark are okay to be used under copyright guidelines. But that's when people aren't using the Spark suite, they're allowing kids to just do a Google image search. And to be honest, most teachers are doing that in their mm -hmm. slide decks that they're using for lectures and not citing and not paying attention. And so we put together a creativity and copyright guide for that reason, which takes very complicated concepts of copyright and fair use and creative commons and really just breaks it down into, again, those manageable chunks that your chemistry teacher who's like, no, I'm an expert in chemistry and not an expert in technology can still feel confident enough to understand that. So um, I just wish there was a way to really share that information and expertise in those manageable chunks and get those guides out there. The website is connectsafely.org forward slash quick guides. Carrie, these things are beautiful. I got to They're, ask they're amazing. They're amazing. What, did you use, what did you create them with? So I, we have a we have a designer who does all the creative work. I'm the content person. <laughs> they are absolutely great. Connect safe, connect safely, S A F E L Y. Connectsafely.org slash quick guide. The, the website's amazing. I, I I share this often with 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 friends. I mean, this is just absolutely great. The topics are good. The the content is absolutely top notch. Please. Take definitely yeah definitely go look at this um when carrie shared the copyright the copyright and creativity one back in was it this summer i think i don't know when you when you originally shared it um but i sent it over to our curriculum team and it's now going into like our like resource packet for all of our new hires whenever they get um whenever they get mm. hired uh, because, so happy. <laughs> yeah, because, because it is like copyright is something that that can be scary. Um, and I can stand up there and, 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 you know, talk to them about it, but it's, it's like the most boring thing sometimes to talk about because it's so dry and, um, the way that it's presented and especially that one specifically, the way that it is presented is just so easy, like in manageable chunks that it just, it makes it really easy for teachers to understand, which <clears throat> makes it easy for them to, to implement in their classrooms. So yeah, that one's being shared out to all new hires in the Melville School District going forward. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Sadie, as far as 2019 goes, what, what are you looking forward to? What, is, what are some of those things that you, you need to have in that backpack? Um, so one thing that I um, kind of came across this summer and this fall is um, the Future Design School. Their curriculum um, is uh, they're out of Toronto. They are amazing. Um, they do a lot of really great PD for teachers and they do a lot of really great curriculum and summer camps for kids. And so there, I, I have this fear. I don't know if it's a fear or whatever, that design thinking has become this um, buzzword along with all of these other buzzwords in education and ed tech. Um, and it's become like, oh, we're doing a design thinking activity. And it's just because an activity and not an instructional practice. 
and not something that we just use this design process or that we you know involve empathy in everything that we do. Um, and those the, that curriculum, that future design school curriculum, there, um, it really it's K twelve, and it's not a standalone thing. It's aligned to standards so that it, you can really see how this design process can fit into the things that you're already doing in your class. Um, so that's something that it is it is a paid you know a product paid you know app whatever it is, um, but it's something that I think is worth the money that we are looking at, um, at, at moving forward with at least um, picking a couple of the different grade levels and kind of piloting it because it is um, it is good stuff. So that's something that I'm kind of excited about about using in, in 2019. Nice. And I, 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 will, I will say that one of the apps that Nick and I have been using for the last month or so, and this has absolutely turned into the I can't live without this is called Plutio, P-L-U-T-I-O. Um, what what is Plutio? Plutio is a, a task management software. It is a small business organization software. It does uh, it, it. We've been using it to organize everything from our podcast to our blogs to you know phone calls that we have. We, I, I've literally moved TeacherCast into this, and I've moved my tech coaching at school into this. Where you know, if I'm meeting with the principal, I will open up a task. And then inside that task are subtasks, and you can add links and, re and and pictures and photos and videos and all of these different things. And as far as tech coaching goes, and you know, many many people out there looking to become consultants and stuff, it does free invoicing and proposals, which is something I haven't tried out yet. But you know, I've been a QuickBooks user for the last couple of years, and every time you use QuickBooks, they're charging three percent to use those tools, and Plutio gives this to you for free. And it's amazing of what it can do. Check it out, Plutio.com. Um, you know, it fully integrates with Google, Google Calendar, Google everything. Um, Nick, you and I have been using it. What do you think of Plutio? It's it's been pretty awesome to try. Yeah, you know, it, it took me a little bit just because I think you know you just find ways to make it work, which ends up being you know you you go into your Google Calendar, you jump into your your Google Keep, you check your email, and you're you're grabbing things from all different places. So um, this to me, I always had to keep reminding myself that you know uh, you're going to one place, um, and it was cool to see the integration side of you know Jeff, you and I having the images to each of our blog posts to having the links to having the Google Docs and slides embedded into Plutio so we can actually see everything right in there. So it's just been a nice one-stop shop, a hub for everything that we're doing. And, and it cleans up and closes. I'll tell you what, it closes a lot of tabs on my browser. So that's a nice thing. And, and there's a nice <laughs> and, and, and for, yeah, chat feature too. Yeah. There's an overall. So for instance, Nick and I have an overall chat going in there, but for each mm -hmm. of the tasks, we have mini, Separate chat, chat. mini chats, yeah. and, you know, all these different things. And Really, the need for something like Plutio came because we were looking for systems, right? And whether this be a tech coach system or a podcaster system or a, even a family system, like we're, we're always trying to figure out how to make our lives easier. And when Nick and I started the podcast in, in August, we sat down and we created a, a Google Sheets spreadsheet with a calendar and all these different things. And, you know, many of you guys out there know that we've been giving away that editorial calendar as, as a free download for joining our, our insiders newsletter. But but now that I have this, it, it, it pulls so many systems together. Now, let me ask you guys here. Is there a system that you guys are currently using? Maybe one that you built? Or is there a system that you're looking for as tech coaches, as as presenters, as entrepreneurs, as whatever, you know, whatever hat you're wearing? 
Is there a system out there, Sadie, that you're like, I wish I had something that could do this? Um, you know, I, I, I have a, you know, kind of Frankenstein's together system that I use to kind of keep track of, um, you know, kind of what my next steps are after I've met with teachers, you know, I fill out a Google form that's saved on the home screen of my phone. And then that uses form mule to send me an email to remind me to do this or to remind me to do that. Um, so it's, it's kind of a, you know, hodgepodge of all these different tools to, to remind me to do things. Um, and that, you know, has worked for me, but I kind of wish, and I don't even know what it is that I need. Like, I don't know what I don't know, I think. Um, but I, I need a better way to do communication with my teachers because sometimes it's a quick email back to one teacher and sometimes I need to email second grade in this building but sometimes I need to email second grade district wide or I need to do these top like there's all these different levels and tiers of communication that I have going on and I just feel like typing in people I just I don't know I feel like just using just Gmail is not the best way to be communicating with people um, in the different ways that I'm doing it and I don't know if it's creating Google classrooms but then I you have all these Google classrooms to, to manage um, so I don't know what it is but I know that I need a better way to like streamline and kind of manage all these different you know types of communication I've got going on but I don't know what it is that I need <laughs> Claudia do you have an answer for her how do you deal with communication? Uh, no, I don't. I think right now we're just kind of the same thing. We're in the same situation. Um, gosh, um, you, we're just email calls. I mean, I have a phone in my office, but I rarely use the phone. But because yeah. I'm always out and about, and um, I, it would be nice to have something like a quick. I don't know if it, like we we use you know Voxer and things like that, but um, you, you I don't know if this Voxer for 500 people and yeah, and it's like so it's just like. If there was a quick way to like, here we go. Maybe I mean, we're thinking future like, hey, call you know, almost like what you do with Siri or Alexa, something like that. It was like, hey, what was that? Jeeves, remember that? Ask Jeeves. Maybe yeah. bring Jeeves. Let's bring Jeeves back. Hey, Jeeves. <laughs> and there's, <Call. laughs> yeah, there's times that I'll realize that I need to send an email to you know all of second grade, but it's after a second grade teacher reaches out to me with a question that I'm like, you know, like this response would probably be best for all of second grade, you know, and then I just, I, and sure I can type in second grade and it goes out to them. Um, but I just feel like there's, I don't know, I just ways that I could just have this, this constant communication with all these different people. I feel like what I want doesn't exist, but, um, I just need a better communication system. Perhaps. I don't know. Carrie, what's your answer on that one? How do you sorry, do communication? I was, <laughs> sorry, I was muted for a second. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I think I worry about those I worry about the balance between making sure everybody has the information they need when they need it and overwhelming and flooding their inbox. Right. And that balance is really hard to strike because I know what my inbox looks like and um, I know how overwhelming it is for me. Um, but I also don't like surprises in terms of communication. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what I need to know at the time that I need to know it. Um, so I think, I think it's a tough one within, um, my own school, we have these like weekly newsletters and the deal is you promise to read the newsletter. We plump, we promise not to send out school-wide emails. Um, and so that has worked really well and our teachers are actually reading the newsletter and it's almost like if you don't read the newsletter and therefore don't know about something, you even are subject to, you know, shaming by your colleagues. And so that peer pressure has helped. Um, we do the same thing for parents. We have a parent newsletter and so we're not sending out, 
emails to parents, you know, three, four times a week. They just check that once a week newsletter. So that all goes through a communications office, which means you need to have a communications office in your school or district, which not everybody has to help facilitate all of that so that it's all streamlined. Um, I do think that our LMS will help a great deal. Those slightly about school-wide programming, um, whereas Canvas can be the place where parents and students can get information about individual classes without necessarily having to email the teacher. They can just drill right into the Canvas course and get the information that they need. So I think that LMS piece is, is key. Uh, interestingly yeah. enough, I was doing some of the initial um, training. On, we're rolling it out at the beginning of second semester, so in mid-January. Um, and so we're just finishing up the training cycles with our faculty. And in a training on Monday afternoon, um, as a teacher was first um, making contact with the platform um, for the first time for her, she noticed that there was an inbox built into the platform. And I made sure I pointed out that in enrollments, it doesn't just list your students, it also lists their parents as enrolled in the course. And she said, does that mean that the parents can inbox me in Canvas? Because they can also already email me. And if they can, then I'm opting out of Canvas. Oh. <laughs> and I said, well, you can opt out. But if you set your notifications, then the inbox, the message in the inbox will result in a message in your email letting you know, but then you're getting like double inbox. And ah. she's like, oh, well, that's okay, because I'll only check my email. So it's it's not just about the systems, it's about teaching people how to use mm -hmm. the systems. And that's a whole other layer that complicates this. Yeah. So I didn't help at all in answering your question. I just no, agree with you that no, it's a problem. You know, I, you know, I send out a monthly <laughs> newsletter, but it's so like broad and overarching because it has it. You know, I send it out K twelve and even like administrators. It goes out to the whole district, so a thousand people. But um, if, I know that there's a couple of our buildings that send out a weekly newsletter, and I wonder if I couldn't just pop into those those principles and be like, hey, do you mind if I get like a corner of your newsletter, um, just to so, you know reach them a little bit better? I don't know. What That's exactly what we've done. There aren't multiple newsletters. There's one, and we all contribute to the same one. We, gotcha. We've been using Google Sites as our newsletters, and they're beautiful. They're easy to use, and they're fantastic. And if you guys out there have a have an answer for Sadie, Ooh. we would love to have you guys join us over here. You, know, you can always leave us a voice message at teachercast.net slash voicemail or leave us an email at feedback at teachercast.net. Um, you know, we, we, we're... We're not perfect here. We want to figure out what you guys are doing. If you have a communication uh, method, let us know. Now, Carrie, you're on the hot seat. Is there a system that you'd love to have or built or anything that we can help you out with the greater community this, this holiday season? So uh, one part of my role is making sure that we are not just supporting teachers and students, but also parents so that the technology, which is incredibly powerful that we put in the hands of our students is, you know, I can do a great job training our teachers and make sure that it's used well within the culture of our school. But they, for most of us, when we put those devices in their hands, our students take them home, right? And like, our school firewalls don't necessarily exist at their home, depending on the systems that you have in place in those devices. And our parameters for what's appropriate use of technology in school may not be followed when they go home, depending on the structure of the home and whether adults are able to be home, how many jobs everybody has. And those are not the only devices that kids have access to. A lot of times they also have their own smart smartphone, or maybe they also have access to a tablet, or there's lots of other devices in the home. So one system that I'm working on developing and it's in process right now is effective support for parents at home so that our kids are being taught to use the device as well, 
you know, we're doing a, probably a really great job at that at our schools, but how can we support parents so that they don't feel like, oh my God, you just gave my kids, the key, my kid, the keys to the kingdom and he's taking it home with him. And I don't even know how to manage this now. And they feel overwhelmed. So that's a system we're trying to put in place in terms of parent programming. That's both, you know, based in webinars and live face-to-face, maybe individual coaching sessions, um, those kinds of things. Nice. Claudio, how about yourself? A system you're looking for or one you have or what, what, what can we do to help you in 2019? Sorry, I got uh, I was answering a message of someone. <laughs> well, um, gosh, I think I might have to uh, take a, a pass on this one for right now. <laughs> OK, Nick, how about yourself? Anything that you're looking at? That you're like, man, I wish I had an easier way of doing this. Hmm. Um, you know, I think sort of like Carrie was saying, I, we do a lot with our LMS and, and I think I like the outcome with that, especially, uh, how I've kind of 2.0'd our, uh, PD program to be more on the go to, to accommodate, you know, the teachers and their lives. Um, one thing I'd like to do though, I think, um, I think if I wasn't mistaken, I think it was Kelly Orvik had this discussion with us and and when shared it and and I was in the same boat was, I don't know if it's more of a, a plan, but more like a, I guess a cycle and, and just more of a a format to follow for, for coaching teachers, like an actual cycle or plan that we can put together that really just hits on, you know, going through true coaching and development for teachers. I, I don't know what that, you know, what the right way to kind of word that is, but I would just like to see some type of model um, designed and developed that can assist maybe other, maybe that's something we look at and some of us (laughs) and look at kind of working with other tech coaches. I think a lot of us ask that question, just, you know, how do we get in and what do we do once we're in, but are we giving the teacher enough as far as the PD and what their needs are to really say, you know, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year that we've, they've, they've gone from one point, point A to point B. You know, there's there's a lot of things out there I think that tech coaches could use. I know for myself, one of the things that we're going to be focusing on in 2019 is more email marketing. And, and I'd love to get your ideas on this, but, you know, the idea is if there's a bunch of tech coaches, why not come up with some kind of an email marketing chain where if somebody comes to Sadie and says, I want to learn about Google Forms, boom, an email sequence can start to drop. That way Sadie can be in more than one place at a time. And if somebody says, I want to learn about Google Slides, boom, there's an email sequence that, you know, and it's not any different than we're doing right now, but it's an automated way of looking at that. And- I think one of the things, sorry, Jeff, I think one of the things that I've learned about just teaching and learning in general is the biggest indicator of the success of the learner, whether they're a teacher or a student, is the quality of the face-to-face relationship. Absolutely. So I do have to say that. I think that that's a great system that sounds really efficient, but if there isn't any face-to-face follow-up and relationship building, um, then you're not likely that that teacher is going to adopt something new that will have a great impact on the students or that will serve them in the long term. Oh, absolutely. No, and I, was, I certainly wasn't saying take the tech coach out of it, but if you had a 10 email sequence where the first email was, hey, how do you put a video on a Google form? And then at the bottom it says, please call me. I'm happy to come out and work with you on this. But at least you're yeah. throwing some small tips and, you know, hey, I'm here if you need me. I'm here if you need me. Because mm. that way you're not blasting. Yeah. I mean, look, we all send out a tech coach newsletter to, a, as Sadie said, a thousand people. There's no way to make an email that's going to satisfy everybody. Yeah. But if you could mm-hmm. make 12 emails and everybody gets their own unique version of it. And at the, again, at the bottom, I'm happy to come out. What do you need? Here's my number. 
something that's going to engage. At least it's more personal with those things. And again, we want to know what you guys are looking for. You know, the, the, the show is called Ask the Tech Coach. We're asking you guys, what are you looking forward to in 2019? Guys, I want to say thank you so much for your time today. Before we wrap up and let everybody go, um, what are you looking forward to next year, guys? Is it a conference? Is it an app? Is it a launch? Sadie, what are you looking forward to in 2019? Um, so total just shameless plug. Um, the thing that I'm really look, looking forward to the most um, is getting this design studio for educators off the ground. I launched uh, my first, you know, first lesson uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, I just need to keep pushing myself to, like, continue to develop that content. Um, and it's just around um, teaching teachers about the, like, basics of graphic design because that's something that if you didn't go to design school, you probably didn't learn those things. Um, and, um, you know, we're asking our kids to create for this global audience and we're asking our kids to publish their content, um, but we're not spending the time to teach them the process and the skills and the tools to actually make that content meet the, uh, the needs of their audience. I'm sorry, that was my sales pitch. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so you can tell I've said that like several times before. Um, but uh, yeah, so just getting that off the ground and getting it out there and um, getting it in the hands of teachers so they can start using it with their kids. Um, and that's, yeah, that's what I'm most excited about because I'm, in order to get it out to all the teachers, uh, I have a lot of teachers in my district that are piloting it and they're loving it and their kids are creating some really cool things. So that's exciting. Very cool. Carrie, what are you yeah. looking forward to next year? Um, I'm just really, I am really loving my new role at my school and um, finding that I'm learning a lot really fast and I'm uh, looking forward to getting through the rest of the school year and getting to year two because I feel like at least year two, everything won't be the first time through. So it's one of those years that I feel like I'm, um, the, you know, the metaphor of drinking from a fire hose. I'm kind of in the midst of that right now yeah. and loving every second on it of it. But I'm, I'm excited to be in a place where um, I'm able to do more real reflection and thinking and purposeful design in how I'm doing things rather than, um, you know, just kind of hammering through. It's kind of like being a first year teacher all yeah. over again, yeah. which is humbling and also a great reminder of how important our work is. So That's awesome. Now, now, now Claudio, uh, what are you looking to uh, spark your interest in 2019? Well, kind of, uh, I like Sadie. I like that design studio. That's just amazing. That, that idea. So, kind of piggy, piggyback on that is this has been this book that I've been kind of in the works. Uh, a friend of mine, we're kind of working on like just ideas for graphic design for teachers because like I said, there are uh, teachers don't have that background in, in design and when, uh, there's a whole science behind when you present content, uh, is it overloading students or are you trying to get to the, to, the, to the meat of the content? So something like on that is being able to share something like that. And then um, create like some sort of creative jam sessions, like to meet with other teachers that are into, in, into creating content, whether it's, it's video photographers and like have some sort of meetups. Like I, I, I've gotten with musicians and jam with them and stuff, but doing like more like educators and the, Hey, let's do, let's get into a creative jam session and let's meet up at somewhere. Mm -hmm. And there's like, Hey, let's do some photo walks together. Let's do this together. So, something like that. Nick, what are you looking forward to? Uh, Jeff, with you, you know, growing our uh, the Tech Coach Mastermind program is just something that I've uh, I I've enjoyed with our time that we spent doing that. And I think, you know, personally with me, just Sadie kind of touched on it uh, earlier when she talked about, you know, how design thinking and sort of that as a fad. And, and I think a lot of my work in 2019 and especially uh, just started now is just the idea of so many things in education being segregated. You know, we talk about STEM as being its own course and coding its own course and design thinking and just 
how do we bring all of those pieces into what should be done as teaching inside the classroom? Um, you know, we don't need to go to a makerspace if making happens in the classroom with all of the teachers. And and just how do we do that? Uh, and that's just something I've been, you know, as my game plan for 2019. And, you know, guys, it has been a great 2018. Lots of great things going on. We are looking forward to some uh, what were you saying, Nick? Some pretty big announcements for uh, for 2019. Uh, probably at the beginning of the year, we are looking forward to doing some pretty heavy bombshell announcements. Actually, concerning <laughs> the future of TeacherCast, um, sure. we're, we're looking forward to sharing some things. But uh, look for a lot of stuff going on here. This is, of course, not the last episode of the month. We are going to be coming back on New Year's Day. We've got a special uh, episode Ooh. of Ask the Tech Coach to get us ready for 2019 and beyond. And uh, guys, I want to say one more time, thank you so much for being on here. All you guys are repeat guests on our roundtable show. We want you guys to be a part of our roundtable. We do our roundtables um, just about the last week or so of the month, every month, featuring great tech coaches much like yourself. Let us know. Find us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. Email us over at feedback at TeacherCast.net. And we want to have you guys be a part of the Ask the Tech Coach Mastermind group. Go to TeacherCast.net slash AskTheTechCoach Mastermind today. And don't forget that promo code TC100 for $100 off. Uh, Carrie, where can we find you and the great things that you're doing these days? Um, the best places on all the social media at kerryhawk02 um, and kerryhawk02.com. Sadie. Um, same on Twitter and Instagram and all those things. It's at Sadie Clorinda, which is ridiculous. It's C-L-O-R-I-N-D-A after my name. Claudio. <laughs> uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's at Claudio Zavala Jr. And then my website is I am Claudius. And this, you can find me on YouTube on I am Claudius as well. Now we we are we I've been looking forward to this for six months. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> I'm not going to say who. Somebody got an early Christmas present. Nick, tell everybody uh, where we can find you. <laughs> sure. So on uh, on Twitter, I'm at nmrledu, and I am happy to finally say that I have updated my blog, and you can now find me at very simply nicholasamrell.com. Yay! <laughs> Finally did it. Six months. NicholasAmerald.com. And, of course, you can check out all the great stuff over on our network over at AskTheTechCoach.com. And, of course, if you're looking to create a podcast, write a blog, do anything in STEM education, you can go over to TeacherCast.net and find all the great stuff. It is just getting started. Seven and a half years into this, guys, I want to—I always want to stop and say thank you for the great support. Thank you for the holiday wishes. Uh, many people asked uh, by email, how did my wife make it through her surgery? She did wonderful. All that stuff is good. So thank you guys for the holiday wishes on all of that stuff. And we're looking forward to working with you guys in 2019. TeacherCast.net has always been a place for teachers to help other teachers. And I'm excited that it's now also a place for tech coaches to help other tech coaches. So on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. Reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.